Hello everyone. Well, today is Fat Tuesday. I need to share some things with you that is very important, not only for today, but especially tomorrow. So today, I mean, I really do think it has been bastardized. Fat Tuesday becomes this ridiculous excuse to go party hard, eat like a glutton, and do whatever you're not going to do during Lent. <laughs> it totally reminds me of my asinine thought process whenever I would start a diet. I would eat all of the cake and cookies and all the things because sweets were my big thing. All of it. Probably pack on two pounds before I even started the diet. That, again, is a stupid, ridiculous mentality. It doesn't make any sense. But I am going to partake in wine. Why? Because I want to celebrate it and I want to mourn it. How can you do the both, the both? <laughs> How can you do both things at the same time? I'm looking at my life and I'm psyching myself up for this new life. I'm celebrating what God is going to do during Lent. And I'm mourning my old self. This morning I got up and I'm like, this is it. And I'm telling you, I wasn't excited. I wasn't like, oh, great. Sobriety, bring it. You know, I was just kind of like, hmm. And this is where the mind comes into play. If I allow myself to jump into that emotion and to feel that way for hours and hours where I'm dreading tomorrow, I am setting myself up for failure. How do you change those emotions? You do it with Jesus. And I will share a few things because we are going to be fighting throughout Lent ourselves. And when I say ourselves, I mean our minds and our bodies because we have trained ourselves to be addicted to these behaviors, to these substances, to be addicted to not praying, to be addicted to be lazy and not working out, to not, you know, put ourselves in God's hands, you know, that, to be in silence. You know, this is going to be difficult for a lot of people. And then the second thing is Satan is going to be all over you, all over you. He doesn't want you to learn how to get close to God in prayer. He doesn't want you to get away from the strongholds that he has put in your life. He loves for you to be addicted. He loves for you not to have self-control. He loves for you to get drunk and say stupid things and do stupid things. Or whatever it is that it is that, you know, I mean, I'm talking about me, right? <laughs> My whole thing. But whatever yours is, at the very least, he does not want you getting closer to God, which is exactly why I'm helping you understand that there's a spiritual fight here. St. Paul says in the Bible that we are not fighting powers and principalities. I'm sorry, let me, that was totally backwards. Rewind. We are not fighting the physical people. You know, we're not fighting people here. We are fighting the powers and principalities, the spirits that are running the rulers of this world, the people who are telling us 
that it's okay to bastardize God's creation. It's okay to twist it and pervert it. It's okay to do all these immoral acts. But we all know that it's hard to go away from the culture. So that's why we need God to fight with us. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples just this morning. So, yeah, I didn't feel so great. I was kind of like, oh, man, I'm, not, I'm attached, you know. So I prayed for detachment this morning. But I captured that thought and I gave it to Jesus and I said, you know what? This is not of you. God doesn't want me to not change. God wants me to be everything that he has in store for me. And I guarantee you it's not drinking. So I turned it around. I captured that thought and I said, oh, no way. And I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the spirit of doubt, despair, and then it lifted, but not like it did in my prayer this morning. So I'm in prayer. I'm still praying the surrender rosary, which is just saying, Jesus take over on three of the decades and the other two saying, Mother Mary, guide me. So in my very first decade, I have a thought of me going down to Tennessee and me going into the hotel and I have this horrible pit in my stomach. I have this sense of sickness and dread and not even being able to picture myself even going into the state, let alone to this hotel that I've spent every single night in with my husband. And then I sat with that for maybe 30 seconds, like, oh no, oh no. I mean, it's sad, everyone, you know? I mean, you could really pour yourself into that. You really could if you're not paying attention. But I was paying attention because I was in prayer. So all I said was my next call out to Jesus. Jesus, take over. Oh my goodness, I had no idea what was going to come next. It was as if there were three to four inches of this aura around me. Think of like a glow of some sort. I'm not seeing the glow. I'm feeling something around my body, okay? I'm feeling like a weight while I am thinking of this. And then I say, Jesus, take over. And that three to four inches disappear. It was as if they were pulled away off of my body. I had such peace. This wasn't the paralyzing peace that I've talked about in my very first podcast when I came back after my husband died. This was a different kind of peace, but I knew that there were demons around me taunting me about my husband. Hence those feelings, because that's not God. God doesn't give you that. <laughs> Evil does. And we do. Remember, there's three different voices we need to discern every single day, all day long. Satan's, ours, and God's. And it's not easy. So right there, the power of Jesus. Why should we call out the power of Jesus? Because all over the Bible, he tells us that greater things than what Jesus did in the Bible, we will do in his name.
So this is the spiritual battle. Tomorrow, you, yourself, because your mind and your body are not used to what your change is. So for example, if it's to get up early in the morning, you will make up every excuse. It's too cold. I got up too many times last night to go to the bathroom. I couldn't fall back asleep. I only got an hour of sleep. I'll pray later. Excuse after excuse after excuse. And this is you. There's such a thing as lower faculties. It's the body as the mind. Have you ever been in a situation where you're like, oh my gosh, I have got to go have that wine. I've got to have that drug. I've got to go watch that porn, have that sex with that person. You know, do whatever it is. And your body just pretty much overrules you. Even though maybe in your mind, you're like, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. But you allow your body just to go do it. You succumb to that urge, that desire, and then you do it. That's what I'm talking about. A lot of the time we allow our bodies to be our minds. And that's why we need to pay attention because if we are feeling feelings of resentment and anger and things that are, you know, maybe it's insecurity or it's us thinking that we don't have God's love. God's never going to work with us. God's never going to heal us. That is not God. Remember the two things that Satan wants to do is keep you sinning and ruin every relationship in your life. Okay, so again, it's us. It's our mind and our body. We are going to be the ones that are going to make a lot of excuses because we've trained our bodies to be sleeping in the morning instead of praying. Or we've trained our bodies to be angry at people instead of loving them. And we have to have God heal our memories and heal our, our hearts. And it's a process. And guess who's going to partner with our minds and our bodies our lower faculties, it's going to be Satan and all of the demons that are assigned to you. The biggest lie that Satan has is that he doesn't exist, and he does. <laughs> and he taunts us in ways that we could never understand. And he's so much smarter than us, been watching us since we've been in the womb of our mothers. So we got to fight. I am going to fight. How do you fight? Remember, Jesus said, greater things than this will you do, or these will you do. Jesus brought people back to life. He's saying this to his apostles, but he's saying that you're going to do this in my name. Every demon has to succumb to Jesus Christ. By the way, Jesus passed along the Catholic Church on to his 12 apostles. There was no other church for 1500 years until what they call the Great Reformation. That's when Luther spun off and all, and there are thousands of different Christian denominations and that's not the way it's supposed to work. Jesus tells us how we are to worship him, just like in the Old Testament in Leviticus, this is exactly how you should worship me. And along the way, he healed people. He brought Lazarus back to life. He had lines of people being healed and casting out demons. All over the Bible, he's casting out demons. So do not think that demons are not in us. We open up doors and windows. We'll get into that a little bit later because we're going to learn how to fight this Lent. 
but I just want to get you through tomorrow, <laughs> okay? I just want to give you some tools and some knowledge about what's going to happen tomorrow when that Tuesday is over, when your last day to whatever, mourn and celebrate your new self, mourn your old self, and then you got to step in, step in, and it's not easy, especially the first day. So Satan is also, let's say, let's use this prayer one, right? He is going to also come and put thoughts in your head like, oh man, it's so cold out there. Or I don't want to pray. I don't know how to do silence. I don't know how to pray or God's never going to speak to me. Those kinds of things will also come into your mind. And this is what you need to do. And go to what is it? Is my, yeah, I think it is. Yes. Go to my YouTube channel. By the way, I'm back on YouTube. I'm doing shorts, which are one minute videos, and I'm doing regular video videos. I've done a lot for the membership group, so I am going to come back into the public group, but just subscribe. Just look up Kendra Von Ash YouTube. And then when you're in my YouTube channel, search for discernment of spirits or it's discerning spirits. There's a whole series on how evil works with us depending on what state we are in. Are we in a state of grace? Are we in consolation? Are we in desolation? And there's 14 rules. And it, it's good to know the ways in which evil seduces us and tricks us so that we can help play the game and win the game with the rules that St. Ignatius gave us. But here's all you need to do. So whatever it is, if you're getting, let's, let's stick with the getting up in the morning prayer. You just get up. Your alarm goes off. You flip those covers off of you. You spin your legs around. You put them on the floor and you stand. You don't think about it. You don't allow an excuse to get in your mind. You walk and get your robe or whatever it is. If you change into your sweatpants and a sweatshirt or maybe you're in warm weather, a t-shirt and shorts, get the heck out of that bedroom and go pray wherever your prayer place is. If this is something new for you, it's important to find a place to pray. Why? Because that's your place where you meet God. Wherever it's quiet for you, there's a lot of people who have gone in their own walk-in closet because that's the only quiet place. And even a bathroom, whatever works for you. And guess what God is going to do? He's going to reward you. He's going to be so happy because you didn't succumb to your old self because you haven't figured out how to reprogram yourself yet. We will together. I'll show you. But I just want to get you through day one. So... Let's say it's praying, you get up, you pray, ding, you did it. But then you also probably have a mind challenge. What is that? I don't know. And you also have a body challenge. You should have all three. So you still have your mind and your body. So this is where we call on Jesus for his strength and we cast out anything that is not of Jesus. So those excuses and things like that. In Jesus' name. Unfortunately, we don't have the power. It's all Jesus on the cross. So this is what we do. We say, in the name of Jesus Christ, always start with that. Now, this is biblical. 
The apostles cast out demons. The apostles healed people's illnesses, lepers, etc. The apostles, Peter, brought Tabitha back to life from death. This is biblical. And this is what Jesus is also telling us. Use my name, use my power so that you can fight the spiritual battle. And most people don't even know that there's a battle to fight. Back to what we do. In the name of Jesus Christ, that's what you say. Oh, and you gotta say it out loud because spirits cannot read our minds. Thank God. What do spirits have access to? They have access to your body. They have access to your memory and your emotion. So guess what was just attacked in my morning prayer? My mind, they put in a thought of me in the hotel. I wasn't thinking about that in the middle of my rosary. That's a memory I have. And then they took over my body and they made my stomach feel sick. My whole body felt, ugh, you know, like when my husband died. And then my emotion of despair, of fear, of I don't think I can go back down there. I don't think I can live without him. This, you know, this panic, this anxiety. That's an attack from the outside. It's called oppression. Gosh, there's so much to teach. But that's the deal. Sometimes we don't even know that this stuff comes from the outside. And then the minute I call on Jesus, and I don't even have to go through the whole prayer. If you called, if you paid attention, all I said was, Jesus, take over. And I cannot tell you everything left, whatever was around me. This was different, everyone. I have not felt this before. This aura, these spirits on my body. Like three or four inches worth of this feet. I don't know. I'm telling you people, gosh, I wish I could explain this stuff more. And then Jesus take over. The minute I invoked Jesus's name, boom, they were gone. And all my stomach ache was gone. My body didn't feel bad. I had a total sense of peace. I didn't have any tears that were beginning to well up. I didn't have any fear. And by the way, when I thought about that hotel and I thought about going down to Tennessee throughout, you know, that prayer time or even now, I do not have that dread, that feeling, that stomach, that bodily reaction. And this is why I continue to seek Jesus because when those times come, this is why people are probably looking at me like, geez, did she even love her husband? How can she be so joyful with him gone? It's because I love him so much and because I know through all your prayers and through this journey with God and these signs and this communication and this relationship that I've built for so many years, that I know that he's in a better place. And that is why I keep fighting those other feelings of sadness and despair and anxiety and confusion and worry. I mean, come on, I've got the weight of the world on me. What am I gonna do? I could fall into that, everyone. I could. 
But my mind challenge to me is to pay attention to when that happens. And it's going to happen a lot. So I want to grab that. I also know that I'm going to be tempted. Tempted to have a glass of wine. I'm going to be all by myself in my house. You know, nobody's going to know. I'm just going to be here about me. You know, like that's going to be the excuses that either my body's going to tell me or Satan's going to attack me with. And so this is what you do. You turn around, you say, in the name of Jesus, or Jesus, take over. You don't even have to make it a big, long thing. But if you really want to do the true deliverance prayer, and this is why the Catholic Church is so powerful. This is why all the other denominations of the Christian faith call the Catholic priest when they have a possession. Because only the Catholic priest and the Latin prayers given from Jesus and the power of their ordained hands who also cast out demons, who also forgive sins, and who also consecrate the host, Jesus Christ, in the Holy Communion. It's called transubstantiation. The Lord Jesus Christ gave the priests a lot of power. So let's remember, nobody can be casting out the possessive spirits like a Catholic priest, period, end of discussion. Now, we have power. A lot of people have healing gifts, right? We have the power in the name of Jesus. We own our bodies, ourselves, so we can use Jesus's name to cast out these spirits. I guarantee you, when you do it, and you feel that peace or that urge in your body disappear, you are going to be like, what? That was God. I know I'm talking to a few people because you have shared that with me. I tell you my experiences. Y'all know my Oreo <laughs> experience. One time I just totally gave in to my bodily urges and I ran to the Oreos in the, you know, pantry that I have. And I ate a whole row of a big kind of container of them. I felt so sick to my stomach. I didn't even taste them. And then I looked back and I'm like, what in the heck just happened there? By the way, it was Lent. And then the next day, I have the exact same bodily urge, but instead I stopped, I paused, and I prayed. <coughs> oh my goodness, sorry. <coughs> I just choked on my spit. Ah! Okay, I stopped, I paused, and I prayed. Why? Because I was actually paying attention. And I just went through it yesterday. So I was like, you know what? No, you are not falling for this again. And so what I did was just say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the spirit of temptation, the spirit of gluttony, and I command you to go to the foot of the Holy Cross for Jesus to pour his precious blood on you and to receive your sentence, never to come back again. Okay, so that's a really, really long one, but I don't care if you just say, just like I did, Jesus, take over, or Jesus, and Mary take over because all of the spirits hate Mary because they know that Mary and Jesus are almost one. Well, they are kind of. I don't know if you know this, but when a mother gives birth to a baby, the DNA of the baby is always in the mother and the mother's DNA is always in the child forever. 
And Mary sits at the right hand of Jesus. And Mary is there. She's our mother. She's the perfect human being. We need her help too. And the evil spirits read any exorcist priest's book, watch any exorcist's podcast, and every single spirit hates Mary, does not want her name even mentioned, because Mary steps on the head of the serpent. Mary conquers the devil through the birth of Jesus and being there throughout his life. It's amazing. Oh boy, this is getting long. Okay, so tomorrow you're going to do something with your body maybe. Maybe it's working out for the first time or going for a walk or moving, doing a DVD, doing something. Your body and your mind are not going to want to do it. But let me just say this. Your endorphins that you are going to be pumping around your body are going to feel so good when you're done. Maybe it's strength training. Maybe it's flexibility. I'm going to say this and a lot of you are going to scream at me, but please do not do yoga. What? What do you mean do not do yoga? Oh my goodness. If you get out there and you actually research the basis of Hinduism, the basis of all of those positions and poses, you might as well be opening up your whole body for all of these evil spirits to come into you. And honestly, I just don't want to take that chance because I was doing yoga for a while. It was called Pio. Some of you may know Shailene Johnson. I've got like every DVD of hers, but Pio was good. It was helping me with my flexibility and all of that. And then I was just like, uh, I don't know if I should even be toying with this. Again, go online. And if you're going on that Google search engine, which is totally censored, you're probably going to have to go to like page 30 to find anything real. Go ahead and actually put in yoga Catholic and boom, look it up. Okay. So if you hear all of the lazy excuses or all the things that are going to prevent you from getting out there, you know, you just do the same thing. You ignore them. You call on the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, I renounce the spirit of laziness. There is a spirit of laziness, the spirit of fatigue. And I want to tell you, you're going to feel better after you do it, no doubt. You might feel a little sore the day after or the day after that, probably most sore the second day. But the more that you move, the more your body's going to get used to it. And the more your body is going to want to move because a body in motion stays in motion. I have to move. There have been times where I'm like, you know, I should get some sleep. And my body is like, yeah, not tired, <laughs> you know? So just as in the morning when you're in bed, spin your legs out, put them on the floor, stand up and walk, get the heck out of that room. The same thing when you work out. Just put your shoes on. Just put the mat down. Change into the workout clothes. If you don't have workout clothes, who cares? Because I, I don't, by the way. I don't have all these cute little outfits. I mean, none of my stuff matches. And now I'm getting like smaller, so none of it fits. <laughs> I have to figure out what I need to do. But I'm also going to tell you that whatever I do do, whatever I do end up buying, because I have to do something, 
I am now going to start looking for things that are made with like a hundred percent organic cotton because actual skin and the touch of our fake materials on us and our clothing. I'm reading up on that. Yeah. I'm really looking at detoxifying my whole house. So stay with me on that one, but let's go back to just getting through the very first day of the things that we're changing and fall on the strength of God and Jesus's name. It's Jesus, not God. I mean, Jesus Christ. This is the whole thing, everyone. The truth, the way, and the life. Nobody gets to the Father except through me, says Jesus. And he's the one that died on the cross. He's the one that got our sins forgiven. He's the one that's going to kick all this crud out of our life, including those evil spirits. Which, by the way, if you haven't gone to confession, it's never too late. I have yet to go. I thought I was going to go on Saturday. Didn't happen. I know that I want to start my Lent fresh with a fresh soul. So I've been thinking about some things. And you know what? God just put on my heart this morning as I was praying the Our Father that I might have three people that I'm holding a little bit of resentment against. So I'm bringing that in to confession too. I just want to be the most clean vessel as I possibly can as I start this Lenten journey. There's something beautiful about that. There's something joyful about that. And there is something cleansing about that. I walk out of that confessional every single time, either in tears, so grateful for God's mercy, or floating out of there because I feel so free. Remember, Confession is more powerful than an exorcism. And we are kicking out every single evil spirit of the things that we've done in our lives that have been grave sins. And if you want, like I said, go to usccb.org and look up examination of conscience. There's ones for married people, single people. Uh, you could look at the Ten Commandments. And then write it down. I mean, I'm telling you, it's going to be scary because Satan is going to attack you. He's going to take over your body. He's going to take over your mind and your thoughts. And he is going to make you so fearful of walking in there and saying those words. And the reason is he is desperate to not have you go. He's had his demons in you for so long. He's going to do everything, make up every excuse. I don't have time. I don't really need this. Ah, eh, the Catholic Church, what a bunch of bunk. I don't want to go in there. Why do I got to talk to a guy? Is this a man-made church? Blah, 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 blah. All that stuff is a bunch of lies. Lies, people. All right, so how do you find confession where you are? Go to www.masstimes.org. Put in your zip code. And then at the top, it'll say Mass, Confession, Adoration. Click on Confession. And then it'll show a bunch of places. But this is where you got to go a couple extra steps here. So when you find a location that's close to you, then go to their website, that parish's website, and go to the recent bulletin. That is going to have all of the times for confession. 
And in addition, and I'm not telling you guys to wait. As a matter of fact, I'm not telling you to wait. Can my husband's death be a little urgency for you, especially those who are toying with going? You don't know the day or the hour. Your soul is so much more important to me than you responding to some emails or getting some work done or not taking this time to reconcile yourself with God. Like I want this for all of you. This is why I'm, this is why I do this. Okay. Remember, go to the bulletin. And again, prepare for it. Write it down because you know what? You're going to get in there. It's going to be weird. Hopefully it's the most amazing experience like I had, like my sister-in-law had. You know, she just went after 40 years. Some of you may not have heard that podcast, but she was scared to death. She told me she was visibly shaking, walking up the stairs. And I remember telling her, I'm like, that's the devil who doesn't want you to do this. Look, he is going to pull out all the stops. She went in and she called me like she was bawling her eyes out. She felt incredible. And this is what it's all about. And as long as you know what Satan is really trying to do, then it's good. Oh my gosh, I have to go. I'm supposed to be on a thing. I love you. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. <laughs> I sure hope that this whole thing is going to save. I'm at 33 minutes. Oh, look, 33, 33. I just swallowed and looked down. Okay. That's amazing. I had to come back because I had my word of the day on Annunciation Radio. And I am expecting these, you know, podcasts to be closer to 10 minutes, but there's just so much to share. So I had to drop because I'm live. Now I'm back. Okay, we were wrapping up though. And I just talked to the rest of the people in Ohio, Toledo area about remembering. That was my word. Remember. Remember, it's a spiritual battle. Remember, we have Jesus who does most of the fighting for us. And if we fall back on him, will also change us and give us peace and love and joy in any circumstance. And I think every single person who's listening to me and who has seen and experience this journey with me, know that it's, it's unfathomable. It doesn't make sense. But that's God. All right, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, come Holy Spirit, come into my heart, into my soul, into my body, and into my mind. Help me to live my life the way that you want me to live it, not me. I want to die, as do everyone that is listening to this. We want certain things to die from us, but at the same time, we don't. So as we prepare for Lent tomorrow, help us all to get excited about what you're going to do in our lives, in our minds, in our hearts, in our souls, in our bodies. And that together with you, God, and this podcast and on YouTube, we can all move forward together in prayer, sharing with one another our ups, our downs, our trials, our triumphs, and 
lifting each other up with prayer. Lord, we would like to pray for all of the souls in purgatory and for all of the people that we would like to specifically name in the silence of our hearts. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. We all need blessings, Mary, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, please help us all to remember the strength of Jesus and his name, Another reminder, you have got to speak out loud. Got to speak out loud. You could whisper it. Again, like I've said, I've had attacks of some horrific scenes in my mind. Guess what? Remember, I shouldn't say guess what. Remember that Satan has access to your memory. So if I've watched porno films, porn, porno, whatever you want to call it, I still have those in my memory bank. So I could be sitting in mass praying to Jesus and boom, out of nowhere, I'm seeing a porn flick film in my mind while I'm looking at Jesus on the cross. How disgusting is that? That's not me. And that certainly is not God. Again, the more in tune you are, and that's what is the hardest, everyone. I'll get on this a little bit, but we... I've already talked about this a lot to people that have been following me, but we live our lives 95% in a subconscious state. We do everything without even thinking, pretty much, unless we're learning something new. Think about it. You get up in the same room, on the same side of the bed. You pretty much wear almost the same things. You go down the stairs to your same kitchen. Maybe you have coffee, maybe you have tea, maybe you have water, whatever. Drink out of the same cup, you pour the same stuff, you take the shower the same way. We'll do it all backwards, you know? Sleep on the other side of the bed. Get up over there. Get fully dressed. When you're in the shower, do everything backwards. Do it with the other hand. When you're putting on your makeup or doing your hair or whatever, getting ready, brush your teeth with the other hand. Go on the other quadrant, you know? I mean, if you break up your teeth in fours, you will realize that you do things automatically. You cook the same food, you go to the same grocery store, you cook it with the same pots and pans and the same refrigerator. Everything has a place. So a lot of our lives are just, boop, automatic. And I know a lot of you know this because you can just be like, oh, my life is same old, same old. Whenever anybody asks you what's going on, what's new, and you don't have anything new, that to me saddens me beyond all belief. Because every day should be new. Every day we should be walking with God, seeing how he's talking to us, watching our old habits die and our new habits create, watching us be a different person, the person we really want to be, the person that God created us to be. And that's what we're going to do this line. We're going to be excited about this change, people, because you know what? On the other side of it, I've been there. I'm not talking like I haven't been there. I have been there. I know what it's like. It's just been a while. (laughs) Okay. All right, everyone. I love you all. I'm so grateful to be walking with you. 
find something more with God, soul, mind, and body. And thank you for your patience with that abrupt ending. Boy, I sure hope this all saves. And have a blessed and inspired Fat Tuesday. And get psyched for Ash Wednesday.